This reporter places the blame for all of this squarely on you, the viewers. Uh, would you say we'd be venturing into a zone of danger? It doesn't matter what you think! Detect your Detect your You're listening to the Our Take Podcast with Brian Sherman. He had a full head, you know, all the way till the end. It was white, and I was hoping to get that. I was hoping to get, like, the full head and... Uh, it was really hard to cut it off. And Spencer Rogers. To be a good pilot, you have to be able to make good decisions. And I know what my credit score is, so I know I don't make good decisions. This is the RJ Podcast. From Scary Parrot Media Studios in Ogden, Utah, it's the RJ Podcast, episode 73. I'm Brian. I'm Spencer. It's November the 27th, y'all. On this day in history, two... Two first ever transplants happened. Okay, I'm gonna ask you, transplant like a uh, an organ. Oh, first the first partial face transplant, and also the first liver transplant. Which one do you think came first? Based on the way you're looking at me, I guess the face transplant. But I thought that was pretty recent, but maybe not. I'm not looking at you in any way. Yeah. But you are wrong. Oh. Okay. The liver transplant happened on this day in history in 1989. A 21-month-old became the first person to receive a liver transplant from a oh, really? from a living donor. It must have taken a low. 89. I thought that would have been. I. Like I liver. didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, its importance is in the name. Yeah, you know, I, I I would have thought that would have been like a no wonder our life expectancy has gone up. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then the first partial face transplant, two thousand five. Yeah, three doctors a... used donor tissue. Uh, I think they've had a dog. A guy was or a woman was mauled by a dog. I think they've had face. a complete face transplant. Probably now. this was oh five, so we got like a couple years, years ago. But yeah, wow. probably like a burn victim or something. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, there was something about it because the wife of the guy who died met the guy with 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 his face. Okay. And it was weird. Oh, yeah. He was like, <laughs> hey, she, she's like, you're my husband. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. That would be freaking weird. By the way, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, attorney Jake McFarlane was on and he shared a story about Lance Quick yeah. in Idaho who died while in jail. Due to like severe, well, it's basically criminal neglect. So go back and listen to that episode if you haven't yet, because we're gonna have Jake back on whenever that case is settled. His uh, law firm is representing the victim's parent family, mm-hmm. basically his parents. So very interesting slash terrible story. Yes, it'll make you very upset. But listen to it. You know, I yeah. mean, justice um, will be served. Speaking of being upset, mm-hmm. um, this last week. Or maybe it's the week before. Have we not done one for two weeks? Uh, it's been a little over a week. Jeez, I think. we suck. But anyway, uh, a couple of new cars were released, and mm. on uh, on these episodes, we've we've talked about our desire to have an electric car. Oh yeah, and um, you know what, what uh, stipulations and and uh, based on the tr- the cars that were released this week we got what do we got the mustang now, now hold on go ahead okay. before i but, but do you remember we have something called the prediction list oh yes yes that has not been up we haven't had one on here since we need to make a new prediction since january today. and that was that jared kushner runs for president all we have we only have 3 we have tesla will go under within 10 years <laughs> or 
or or be bought by somebody. Okay. Uh, Trump will get his wall, and it will be a complete t- in disrepair in ten to twenty years. And uh, which we're gonna have to do this show for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> for that one. And next time a Democrat is president, they will declare a national emergency, and the Republicans will flip a bitch. That's all one. What was there. the national emergency? Oh, it was because of the, the wall. wall. Okay. Yeah. And then your last one was Jared Kushner runs for president. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Those, those, I guess there's four of them in there. So based on the electric cars that were released this week, uh, I think my prediction is going to come to pass no. as far as Tesla goes. No way. Because, first of all, the Ford introduced the Mustang Mach-E. Right. Mach-Electric. Crossover. Uh, they say it's an SUV, but I don't, it it's looks a, like a car. It's a crossover. I, yeah. But it has that. The, I guess uh, it's pretty big. It has the classic Mustang back. That's why they named it the Mustang. Right. Um, looks like a pretty cool car, It's a honest. pretty handsome car. Yeah. I, it, I really, uh, I, I think I want it. I yeah? think that uh, the, it, it's expensive, of course. How much is that one? Um, the starting price was like 40 right. and that was for the, you know, sure. You don't want that model anyway. It was like 20 miles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but they're saying it has, I think around a 250 to 300 mile range based, Good. uh, depending on what model you get. Yeah. So I think because this is, in my opinion, the first, uh, good looking electric car out of all the normal manufacturers. Oh, okay. Does that make I was sense? like, you think it looks better than like a Model X? Okay. So okay. we're talking Ford, Chevy, Honda. Honda keeps pooping but out I electric cars. Is... They claim to be cool looking, but they are ugly AF. But I think this is the first longer range uh, from a major manufacturer. I think the Insight, the Honda Insight, might mm. have a pretty decent range. Uh, but again, it's ugly and not powerful and just weak. Uh, I guess the Chevy Bolt and Volt are okay. But this is definitely the most handsome looking. It's a, it's a good looking car. Um, the uh, the clay sculptor did a very good job. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Whomever. And does that. Uh, the interior ha- it's somewhat similar to the Tesla. It has a big. Doesn't need anything. Um, electric cars don't need anything on the interior. It, yeah, yeah it it's has, awesome. It's a big monitor and all sorts of. But yeah, you may as well put a stove in there. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. <laughs> right. That's the model. Uh, the model K. No, I don't know. Yeah. Um. So I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited that the normal so are manufacturers are are putting out cars to rival Tesla. Uh, unfortunately, the price doesn't really rival Tesla. So maybe that that's the next turning point, and I'm sure eventually we'll get there. Now, the second car to be released is <laughs> the uh, Elon Musk's. Truck, the cyber truck, the cybersex truck, yeah. cyber truck. Sorry. Um, now the cyber truck um, does come in three options, and two of them are relatively affordable as far as a truck goes. Um, well, even the top of the line is affordable relative to trucks. Well, go, uh, go buy a, li- a top of the line F one fifty. No, you're right? right. They are ridiculously expensive. Yeah. So the single motor rear wheel drive is thirty nine. Thirty nine nine. It's forty thousand. It's forty thousand. Uh, the dual motor all wheel drive is fifty, and the tri motor tri motor whoa is seventy. I ordered the dual motor, but if you want the full self driving car, then you need an extra seven thousand dollars. Right? Did you? Yes. Did you put yeah. that option in there? Yes. Did you pre? How much? How it's much a, is it to pre order? Hundred bucks. 
Are you being serious? Dead serious. Yeah, oh. I watched. I watched the launch. Uh-huh. I watched the launch that night. I watched him break the windows, like everybody's talking about. Yeah, um, they don't show before when the window that he had out didn't break at all. They just show him breaking the other one. Well, it's embarrassing. It it wasn't. He didn't care. People uh, are acting I bet like he did. People are acting like he cared because he's like, oh my god. But he didn't care. It's Elon Musk. I know. I'm not just care. saying, <laughs> it's embarrassing for the company. It's like. Oh, we have this cool new. Th- it's like when Bill Gates introduced something in it. I think that you people, get a blue screen of death. It's like oh, sure, but I think people want him to be embarrassed. Probably like so he threw a steel ball at a window and it broke. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he actually gave a pretty good. First of all, he released a video of them doing it before the launch, and it worked just fine. And he gave a really good reason as to why it broke the second time. Oh, because they had just gotten done hitting the door with a sledgehammer. So it cracked the base of the window. Oh. So. Had he thrown the ball first and then sledgehammer. So if you're, because this is like an armor plated car for some reason. So if you're being attacked, if they hit the door first, then you're screwed. Yes. Well, no, because the steel ball even then didn't go through the window. That's true. It bounced off. And first, and there, there is a reason that it's armored, basically, because there's no frame. It's stainless steel. Stainless steel is strong enough to be the frame, so there's no frame on the car. Now. <clears throat> there is a a previous car company, DeLorean, who made a stainless steel car. Yeah, and uh, after they made that car, um, their CEO, you know, was into drugs. You know, yeah, dude, he blew it all, and uh, he 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 sh- drove the company into the ground. Yeah. Similarly <laughs> to what Brother Musk is doing. Oh, you're talking about because he smoked pot? No. Okay. But yes. <laughs> it's not that he anyway. smoked pot, because I don't care. It's that he smoked pot, and even though his, his everyone's like, you shouldn't, you, you shouldn't do that. Because he doesn't it's care. going to tank our company. He doesn't care. I know. The stock price That's tanked why, after the launch. That is why no. the, he doesn't no. care about his company. No, it's because these <laughs> it's because these the investors he he Elon Musk is above people. <laughs> How many mean? pre-orders do you think there were that night? I'm sure a ton. Take a guess. 5. 5 pre-orders. <laughs> <laughs> 200,000. Wow. 200,000 pre-orders. And the and he also said yeah, man, well, this is just a concept car. We're going to put it into production. A lot could change on it by the time it's done. Like you talked about a matte black finish instead of stainless. <laughs> it's going to come looking completely different <laughs> because totally of all different. the crap you get. I, well, it's, it's funny you should say dude, that that was a concept car. 14,000 no, pounds. I, it's an electric car. I, it's great. Did you see the tug I of just, war? Yes, but I will. There, I think... Uh, I think that that was a little misleading because that was the highest end Cybertruck. Yeah. And that was one of the lower end F-150s. And it was only f- uh, ba- uh, rear rear wheel drive. I think. I'm I'm not saying that they couldn't do it, but I'm no. just saying that. No, nothing can that compete with the torque of an electric car. A bit. Off the line. Well, now it's funny you say it's a concept because I actually have a leaked photo. I mean, it has a yoke in it. I have a leaked photo of what the final version is going to look like. Do you want to see it? Yeah. <laughs> you posted that. <laughs> yeah, it's the DeLorean. It's freaking rad, dude. I would buy that too. Someone someone was telling me like that's the ugliest truck I've ever seen. I'm like, I don't care if it's hideous. The thing's badass. Well, yeah. And it's really was cool. It my brother in law posted on your post that it wasn't a truck, but it is. It does have a bed. It does have yeah. 
even though it looks like it doesn't at it has first a, glance. It has a rolling gate thing. Yeah, and it will tow anything. And they made an ATV. Did you see the ATV? Uh-uh. They launched an electric ATV at the same time. I didn't and they, know. There's a ramp that comes out of the tailgate, so a guy right, drove it right, right up in right. there. It's freaking rad. I don't know. It'll probably catch on. I mean, if someone, was, if someone gave me one, I'd drive it. Their but. website was so bogged right after the launch at like 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. I had to... I had to pre-order three times before I didn't get a timeout screen. So which model are you going to get? The dual. But here's the best part. Okay. After the third time it timed out, I was like, okay, I'll just do this later. Uh-huh. Right? And the next day, I get an email for three pre-orders. Uh-oh. But it's all refundable. <laughs> Every, everything's refundable. <laughs> so like, so I have whoa, three. See, so you wanted three of these. Yeah. The only Tesla that I'm really interested in is one that I'd never be able to afford. And it's not out yet. The why? The... Roadster. Oh, the Roadster's rad. The first Roadster was rad, and the second one's going to be even cooler. But you know what? The new Roadster, uh-huh. 0 to 60 and 2.9. 1.9. Your screen's off. I know. <laughs> I realized that as soon as All I... All right. <laughs> I think you're right, because it was the first to break two seconds. Come on. <laughs> the first... Pro- ah, everything's everywhere. My monitors are all messed up. <laughs> <laughs> the first production car to, to beat two seconds, right? Uh, yeah, it's fast. Yeah, it's crazy. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah, it says on the website 1.9. Well, you go ahead and get yourself the Mustang Mach-E, and I'll get myself a Cybertruck, and we'll uh, have an electric. I think I'm honestly going to have to wait till they, they're they not, because right now they're they're sold as a luxury car. No matter what model you get it's true. of the Tesla or this Mustang E, it's it's going to be up there with a the Mercedes. I think I'm going to have to wait till it trickles down well, you know, I'm till really, the Honda Civic. I'm really interested in the in the cost analysis for the manufacturers because there's no transmission. All electric cars only have one gear. Right. No transmission. There's no uh, engine. Right? Right. So uh, they got to be saving money on those alloys. I don't don't know, man, because those electric engines are pretty precise and crazy, like the ball bearings they have in them and everything to... Yeah. It's just a coil of a bunch of copper. That's probably what it is. It's all the copper. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Anyway, no, I was... I, I knew it was going to be ugly. He said, he's been saying that for a year. Oh, has he? Yeah. He's like, you guys aren't going to... I know people aren't going to like it, but... Why did he do it that way then? Because it's because he wanted to make it stainless. He didn't want it to... So in his keynote or whatever, his uh-huh. announcement, he showed pictures of a Dodge, a Chevy, and a Ford with the branding all taken off off of them, you know? Right. And he's like, I can't even tell which is which. You well, know, that's from the front. I mean, I can. You know? I mean, most people, I, I looked most at people it, could. I looked at it and I was like, I think I could probably pick out the Dodge because Dodge has those little. Uh, you could pick out. Any they of them. cut in on the headlights. You know, that's all I know. So, huh. anyways, but it was his point is they all look the same. <sighs> I would like ours to look a lot different. <laughs> so, man, have you uh, seen the inside of that one? What the the, te- the Cybertruck? Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I'm a fan of Elon Musk. I don't think Tesla's going anywhere. Oh, it will. Now that now that Ford's here and they're rocking the Ford can blow I'm me. I'm telling you. Ford didn't we have to bail them out? Yeah, but hmm. we haven't had a chance to bail out Elon yet. Because <laughs> Elon doesn't need a bailout. Yeah. I think someone said I read an article that was like that his net worth dropped by seven hundred million dollars yeah. the day after the launch. It did. He's worth twenty four billion. I know. So what is seven hundred million is that's a is lot. Nothing. It's a lot though. <laughs> it's all fake. It's uh, not real. Yeah, that's true. The guy's building rockets. Yeah. I, I think that he can sell an electric truck. 
Well, by the you know way, what? this does look like it belongs on the moon. So have, I think he actually tweeted, "This is the official Mars rover." That's <laughs> what it looks like. Sure. <laughs> have you seen his satellite chains he's putting up? Uh uh-uh. uh What are they called? Hang on a satellite second. Satellite chain. SpaceX satellite. Some some people were pissed because um, he's putting up these little satellites, Starlink. They're called Starlink. Oh. Okay. They're, they, and he can launch like sixty at a time. Oh. Because they're small. And and they fall. They basically make a chain, mm-hmm. and so you can see them in the night sky. You can look up videos, and it's just this chain of lights going across the sky. It's rad. Weird. So his plan, though, and he's got approval, is to put like forty thousand of these in the sky, above and below the space station, so that the entire world will have internet access. Oh, that crazy? Yeah. But I saw an article was that some astronomers were pissed because they they set their telescope up to take pictures of the night sky and all they saw was this train of <laughs> of Elon's uh, satellites. So he promised to make them all black next time. Does that matter? Well, I guess Yeah, matter. like guess in, like less reflective. Yeah, that makes but sense. I don't they're not they can't be that big because he launches like 60 of them at a time. They got to be like I don't like, think they have like to four be that. Feet I mean, tall. satellites aren't that big and you can no. see them crossing the sky. Yeah. But it, like these go up and then they unfurl the I solar. Mean, they don't they say that most uh uh, shooting stars are like the size of your fist. Yeah. But they're, you know. Right. So I don't, I mean. Yeah. Anyway, freaking Starlink. Look up those videos. It's cool. <laughs> Starlink. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll have to look into that. That'd be sweet. 40,000. <laughs> crazy. What? 40,000 oh, oh. satellites. I don't know. Is don't that know. enough to go around? I don't know. I don't do the math. He's he's done the math. Do you think he, he does? Or do you think he has people to, to do the math for him? I think it's him? both. <laughs> I think it's both. I think that he's a pretty smart guy. All right, so uh, the next thing here, I uh, I discovered, I got a, a a news article that came out, came 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 it came <laughs> all, all over. Anyway, um, now you know I like birds, and I have birds. Mm-hmm. I have uh, parrots. Uh, they're cockatiels and uh, parakeets, but they are in the parrot family. Parrot family. Um, but they're smaller, and um. So, new research has kind of determined um, why birds are so clever and long-lived. Parrots, in particular. Why parrots... uh, Because don't some parrots live for like 80 years? Yes. Yes. Um, Now, it says that the bigger they are, the longer they usually live. Mm -hmm. But what they're saying is that parrots are, are so intelligent... That they are the humans of the bird world. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, so out we're, of all of the birds. Right. We, so, like, we're primates. Well, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're we're the top of the primate. Uh, what have you. Yeah. And parrots are the top of the birds. All right. It's because they're descendants of the velociraptor. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Um... But it's yeah. It says that they're genetically different, mm. um, as much as we are from monkeys. Okay, so they're genetically more different than which I believe is like one chromosome <laughs> <laughs> separates us from a chimp. Um, but anyway, I just thought that was kind of interesting. I mean, um, what's the smartest bird? Uh, We've talked about normally. Like, it's uh, the African gray is. One of the most intelligent that they they've done a lot of research with the African gray. Is that a parrot? 
It is, yeah. And isn't a raven? Aren't ravens? Ravens are really intelligent. Yeah. Um, I see them out here. Oh, no, wait. Are those ravens or crows that we see dropping nuts from? They're crows. Crows? Pick. Well, they're they're all part of the same family. They all right. share. They pick up like uh, walnuts. That and magpies. And drop them off a of light pole, see if they can break them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, anyway, now, before I say all of this, I in no way see myself better than anybody or more intelligent than anybody. If anything, you see yourself as I, worse. I am stupid. I am dumb <laughs> AF. It's not I, am, <laughs> I am not bright. But is it possible that different races do have different levels of intelligence? Now, uh, I'm going to use the birds as an example. Okay. Okay, so we have the African gray which is known to be extremely intelligent. It uh it it can repeat words. It it's Alexa. It can order off of Alexa. Oh yeah, we saw it. <laughs> <laughs> um it is is shown to be uh cognitive enough to to have emotions and um recognize shapes and patterns. And then we have in the same family, the same species of mm-hmm. parrot uh, my cockatiels, which can they can talk, uh, they can whistle, they can learn to whistle. Um, they they are pretty intelligent, but not to the extent of the African gray. Sure. Now, if you Google this question, all that's going to come up is people saying that you're racist. But I I just wonder, has any research ever been done? I guarantee it. So. The the classic IQ test, um, what is it, from Stanford? And I also want to say that I don't think white people would be on the top because no. <laughs> at Adobe Max, every presenter, every big programmer there was not white. There was not a single white person. They were all Indian and Asian. Well, okay. They were Asian. So first, first let me address one thing. Yeah. We have to be not – we have to be diligent – when we're comparing things because the like difference in skin color mm-hmm. is not a difference in you have to figure out where where is race where is the line in what is a race drawn between different animal groups mm, yes right is a green parakeet a different race than a yellow parakeet right we're the same species right it's just a different race because of the color, the way that, you know what I mean? Like, race is defined differently among different species. Right. Like, I don't even know if there are races in other species. Well, I don't. Like, if there were, a, if there That's, was. We've talked about this before. Yes. We've talked but about it's, the but it's difference a, between species and race. But it's a very important distinction because it's like saying, you have to be careful because it's like saying, you know, a dolphin compared to a whale. Right. Those are two different species. Right. They're both mammals who live in the sea. Right. So you have to I don't know. Like if there were such thing as a red dolphin. Right. Would they be classified as red and gray? Well, there there are there are different. See, that's the thing, though, is there are different dolphins. There are uh, like blue dolphins and bottlenosed. And so uh, is it just that? Humans are the only species that we I think say so. race. I think and, so. And race just means 
is a different way of saying species or or no I, no it's a different way of saying we're gonna or sub, not species uh, subspecies yes we're subcategorizing I mean what do you call well, I'm trying to so my okay we, it gets complicated because the all the parrots they're all the the parrot is like the very top right right and then below be, I mean bird I guess is at the very top and then there's all your subspecies of birds and then one of those is parrots. And then below that, there's the the cockatoo species, which my cockatiels fall under. And then there's the long-tailed parrots, which macaws fall under. And, you know, the short-tailed parrots. There's all these different kinds. And then there's even more. And, and beyond that, there's the pied cockatiel, the gray cockatiel, the, the albino cockatiel. So... So there you go. It gets pretty dicey, yes, right? <laughs> so that's a, that's a great example. But then as sociologists or psychologists or anthropologists come in they even subcategorize it even more right right you have uh black people at low income white people at high income versus white people at middle income right white people in the south versus white people in the pacific northwest then all these different subgroups come out of nowhere because they are interested Mm -hmm. but at a genetic level stuff like that does play a role for example Mm -hmm. uh, i'm a redhead yeah, that genetic mutation also makes me um, more resistant to pain medications. Right. I need. I require more pain meds, Novocaine or whatever, when I'm at the dentist than someone who's not a redhead. So to answer your question, it stands to reason that genetic differences that make someone's skin darker or lighter or a different color could also create differences in brain makeup. Right. Right. I'm in Wikipedia. Okay. Do you want to know that there's stats? Yeah. I knew there would be a ton of stats on this because oh, okay. IQ tests are, yeah, I was a psych major and they, they test everyone and then categorize everyone into everything they could possibly think of. You know what I mean? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if there was like IQ of people with a gap in their front teeth versus no gap. You know, it <laughs> right. would not surprise me. So I'm just, I just, a simple wiki search um, and I'm looking at United States test scores. In 2001, there was a total of 6.2 million participants on tests of cognitive ability or aptitude. Uh, they found a difference in mean IQ scores between blacks and whites of 1.1 standard deviation. Not very significant, right. but it was a change. And consistent results were found in colleges and universities uh, like the SATs, um, the GRE, and tests that are in like the uh, corporate world and the military they found consistent results with large sample sizes okay so wait 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 so you're saying that um similar uh, the iqs of people in different classes of uh wealth i don't know what word i'm using here or just different uh, different areas right right. so we have a we have the biggest biggest pool of people is a 6.2 million people Mm -hmm. right and then they narrow it down from that. So like the SATs, uh, it was 2.4 million people. The GRE, which is a graduate exam, is 2.3 million people. So I suppose you could look at those two okay. you know, and say, okay, well, SATs are taking at, taken at a public school level. So then you have all, all uh, socioeconomic status taking that test, basically. Mm-hmm. And then the GRE is after a bachelor's degree. So then you have a very different socioeconomic status. And it doesn't say in this... Out of the 2.3 million people who took the GRE, how many were black, Asian, Indian, white? It doesn't say, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that stuff can skew it as well. 
Right. Because if my thinking is right, I believe that more white people pursue graduate degrees because of our socioeconomic uh, disparities. I guess, you know, another thing that would be interesting to uh, to think about or look at is the fact that um, the United States is so blended that oh, dude. none of us yeah. are, whereas maybe if you went to India, they have done is purebred the right word? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. And they do have global ones that I'll get into, but it, the final point in the U.S. one, um, it, it first it makes this... Um, Distinction. The they call them Amerindian populations, uh-huh. uh, who were systematically tested included Arctic natives, who tend to score worse on average than white populations, but better on average than black populations. Uh, the racial groups studied in the United States and Europe are not necessarily representative samples for populations in other parts of the world. Cultural differences may also factor in IQ test performance and outcomes. Therefore, results in the United States and Europe do not necessarily correlate to results in other populations. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Here's the other problem with intelligence. Right. Everyone disagrees on what intelligence is, and it, and you get into a semantics problem. Right. Personally, right. I like to view intelligence as something that is inborn because then it's it's more fascinating to me. It's more fascinating to me that that someone could be born smarter than another individual simply because of genetics. Right. And that's what your question that's, was. Well, that's what I I, I think it. it but it has to be. But that, other I mean, psychologists and other uh, scientists don't view IQ that way. They view it as something that is uh, that is plastic. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. The original that. thought of the original IQ test uh-huh. was that whatever someone scores at the age of twelve, they will score at the age of sixty. It should always be the same. But Ooh. it's really hard to develop a test that does that. Yeah. And so the IQ test is very subjective. Have you ever seen one? No. Taken? I've never taken one. They're not I'm too afraid. They're not multiple choice, <laughs> right? And a real IQ test is administered by a psychologist uh-huh. or a psychiatrist and it's done in front of them. So there's things like spatial reasoning where they give you puzzle pieces. Okay. They show you a picture say make this puzzle and they time you. Ooh. And then there's there are cultural references, almost basically trivia, where they say if you live in this country and are even remotely engaged, you should know some of these things. Mm-hmm. Well, then that's kind of a subjective right. area. Right. So there's all these different areas, and they put them together. You know, um, I, In fact, Ethan took one. Oh, he was really? in, we were in the same class, and he took one as a demonstration, mm-hmm. You know, like half of one or something like that. Um, I won't embarrass him with his score. He's a doctor. But needless to say, Ethan is very smart. Um, oh. So <laughs> to answer your question, in terms of intelligence, with the – with the understanding that intelligence in no way means what someone is capable of doing. Mm-hmm. It's just what you were born with in terms of intelligence. If I haven't defined that correctly for people, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yes, there are differences among every group of people. Every group. Well, However you divide them. By not race, all, you know. Not only intelligence, though, but... I mean, would it be fair to say that uh, black people are built, they're built differently? Absolutely. I mean, they, they look different. They tend Asian, to Asian be people more are athletic. Shorter, right? Yeah. Like, and, and they apparently have smaller penises. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's just what I hear. The, the, anything that makes us different from someone else is a genetic mutation of some kind. Right. Right? Like I said, I'm a redhead. That's a genetic mutation, you know, or a genetic difference between 
the normal population. And right. I use normal in the nicest way, you know, because <laughs> then you run into problems. There was a lot of this stuff and these topics that are hard to talk about uh-huh. come down to semantics. Well, yeah, I could see it, that. You're talking about intelligence. What's and, a normal population, exactly. bro? Come exactly. on. So I that's I would when in discussing these things, I would like to get as far away from political correctness. Right. Well, uh, not. But yeah, you know what I mean? Like. Okay, I understand it's 2019, but can we just really talk about this, the reality right. of the situation? As as someone who studied in the social sciences, right? Um I believe that most test scores, I don't as much as I would love for to have a test that that gauges intelligence across your age and never changes. Mm-hmm. It should not change. If you take one at 15 years old and then pursue a PhD, your intelligence in theory, should not change. It should be the exact same. Now, your knowledge goes up, right? But that's not that's not the same thing as intelligence, right? Right? It's it's really hard to to do. How do you make a test for that, right? And that's why they do stuff like spatial reasoning. Well, yeah, I mean, because you get someone who is um, hyper intelligent, but then they're lacking social skills, right? And does that does that you know count towards intelligence in fact most people who are in the higher end of that bell curve at like 140 to 160 Mm -hmm. are weird (laughs) you know what i mean yeah and then on the other end people who are below 70 are a little slow so Mm -hmm. there are like they've done enough where it's close but they still can't rule out things like socioeconomic status um education level in the place that you live your own education level, even though we would love to remove that as a variable. Right. Nothing would be cooler in psychology and in neuroscience than being able to remove the amount of education you've had as a variable for intelligence. That'd be rad because then we'd really be onto something. It gets kind of scary with CRISPR going on now. We're we're basically going to (laughs) be growing smart Aryan, <laughs> basically, <laughs> uh, it's really scary. And was it who was that scientist? It was someone in China that got like censured from the science world because he was using. Because he was just playing around with CRISPR a lot. Yeah, yeah I can't remember, but I do remember reading about. Because there's it. laws here in a, in a lot of the developed world. Those there's laws, but then there are in some places there's no laws. Come to Thailand, we'll give you whatever white baby you want. <laughs> you want two dicks? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to give him two buttholes so he can poop really well. Just, really, really well. Just, we want to limit the time on the toilet. We've heard that's a problem. <laughs> hey, wait, have you ever thought that a great future technology would be something that just beams your poop out? That will be rad. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Like that you never had to use the bathroom? Yeah. Also, do you uh, do you think there could ever be a time when we uh, when we develop something that we don't have to sleep? I would love that. I love sleeping, but I hate that I have to. Yes, it. I I agree. Like yeah. you have to do it because it's not like I fight sleeping. Right. But sometimes I'm just laying there. I'm like, dang it, man, this is. It's amazing how much of our life is spent. Eight to seven to eight hours that I gotta recharge. Right. You know, it was. I was watching a doc on uh, World War Two, and how the Germans were given. There's a new one, by the way. I World know. War Two in color. I know. I just let me insert real quick. My boss yesterday, at the end of the day, he's like. You really need to make a T-shirt that says, I just watched a documentary because <laughs> I swear I probably said that to him five times that day. You do watch a lot of them. And I was like, I've just been watching a lot, man. It was about cults, and then there was this other one. And, yeah. And yeah, I started watching the World War II in color. So 
the reason that Blitzkrieg was such an effective tactic uh-huh. is because the Germans gave their infantry meth. Oh, yeah, I saw that. They never slept. Yeah. So that's why they were able to defeat Poland in four days. I had no idea that was a thing. And they got into France like three weeks faster than the French thought they would because they were on meth. They called, What did they call it? It was like Pruvitin or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hang on. I got to backtrack, though, because I just read this line, and it's a little contradictory to my opinion, uh-huh. and I'm not very smart, okay? <laughs> uh, so this, under the heading of race and intelligence in this wiki article, it says this, the majority of anthropologists today consider race to be a sociopolitical phenomenon rather than a biological one. So that's counter to what I said. A view supported by considerable genetics research. The current mainstream view in the social sciences and biology is that race is a social construction based on folk ideologies that construct groups based on social disparities and superficial physical characteristics. So I think what they're saying here is that while people are different colors and have different body types, uh-huh. that distinction genetically is so small that it's, that it's not really relevant. Okay. That's what I gather from that sentence. Interesting. If geneticists and anthropologists are agreeing on, on something, that's big news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, really big because you got what people would call a soft science that's offensive to me, but whatever. <laughs> you call that a soft science compared to a hard science, and they're agreeing, that's pretty remarkable. Yeah. So I, I admit that my opinion might have been flawed, <laughs> that it's more of... Well, that, that, that does kind of make sense in the in the terms of... Of the uh, like, race isn't really a thing. It's just something that we made up it's because what, it's the next sentence, dude. You're on it. Race is a socially constructed concept, not a biological one. It derives from people's desire to classify, right? Which is what we do all day, right? Right. No, for sure. But I mean, but at the same time, though, well, I mean, yes, race race may not be real, but we do have all these genetic differences, and so do all these other animals. So there's something to it, right? I mean, right. The, but what they so what the anthropological uh, society has said is that any attempt to establish lines of division among biological populations is both arbitrary and subjective. Of course it is. Right. Well, of course. And it sounds like the further we get into genetics, the more it proves they were right. Right. That our genetics are too close to make any distinction that is worth it. Right. So, and that's, I think what genetics are doing is putting a finer. Uh, a finer magnifying glass on the IQ bell curve. It's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas an IQ test, we just can't get it perfect enough to remove all variables. Right. Whereas genetics can. So it's really, really interesting. Well, good. That wasn't as bad as I, I thought. No, I understand be. why people would go racist. Like, how dare you even ask that question? Right. You know? I just... Well, the I, statistics are there. 1.1 I mean, standard deviation is nothing to sneeze at. Right. But the genetics are also proving that wrong. Right. So if I'm reading this right, I could be reading it wrong. No, it is <laughs> just Wikipedia, too. I mean, it's true. It's, so it could yeah. change tomorrow. I actually... <laughs> uh, two stories about my posters real quick before we move oh, yeah. on to these political ads. Which you can find at Etsy. Etsy, uh, Scary Parent Media. One word. Um, yeah. Um, I, w- I had somebody request um, me to make all the Major League Soccer stadiums. Nice. And I, so I did that. But during uh, during it, there's a team in, in Chicago, the Chicago – is it Fire? Is that bad? That's terrible. <laughs> is that their name? I, I, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> that is horrible, man. <laughs> 
that's Chicago like soccer team. That's like a Florida team being the we're the Hurricane it is Andrews. The Chicago Chicago Fire. Their logo is the fi- the, the city on fire. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the fire medallion. We're the Haiti earthquake for real, dude. Like, <laughs> that's really weird. We take pride in our cities. Let's anyway, find the worst anyway. thing ever. <laughs> so I was on Wikipedia because uh, Wikipedia. Wikipedia's MLS page has all the teams and stadiums. I was using that as a reference. And so I had done the Chicago Fire Stadium. It was like uh, StubHub Stadium or something. And then I came back the next day to do the stadium underneath, and it changed. To Soldier Field? To Soldier Field. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what happened? You need to put an asterisk on your... <laughs> <laughs> no, well... I redid it. Well, actually, I already had Soldier Field from my NFL right. one, but I had to look into what the heck was happening. So they moved back to Soldier Field. And oh. I even had the, the girl I was making it for. She's like, I don't think the Chicago uh, is in Toyota State or New StubHub. Or she's, no, she said, I think that they're not in Soldier Stadium. And I had to show her oh. an article. <laughs> like, actually, I thought the same thing. You but. Just put an asterisk, and then on the back of the poster <laughs> is the other one yeah, just I in know. case they move. Did uh, you see that Rio Tinto? I think by the players in the MLS voted on the best pitch, uh-huh. and Rio Tinto won. That's our Real Salt Lake Stadium. I thought they just owned it, or I thought they paid for it. No, no, no. The the players, the soccer players, voted on the best pitch to play on, the best grass. Oh, 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 oh. And, and Rio Tinto won. So, oh. Props to our groundskeeper. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is I sold a demotivate one of my demotivational posters mm-hmm. to someone in Australia yesterday. Awesome. Um, Do you think that because they're on the other he- side of the hemisphere that they're motivational to them? Kind of like how the toilets? <laughs> yeah, that must be <laughs> it. So this, this poster is the one, uh, it has a boat uh, on the ocean, yeah. a little fishing boat, and there's a big storm going behind it, and the the phrase is, everything's starting to look up. And there's a giant wave crashing over <laughs> the boat. <laughs> and oh, so the the funny thing, though, is on the address, they asked me to put attention payroll department. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> Someone's really pissed. Yeah, at payroll. I, I don't know what's happening. Oh, I'm, but look, I'm looking at the poster right now. It's legit. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. So I've actually got five of them now because I didn't have any printed because this is the first one. I've actually second one of those I've sold. And this would uh, be like, it would be a great poster. Like if I was a therapist, <laughs> I think in my lobby I would have ironic posters like this, yeah. Rather than the really uplifting ones, right? I want people to laugh. They're coming in. They're ther- They need therapy. They're messed up, right? right? Right. I go to therapy. If I saw this poster in the lobby of my therapist's office, I'd be like, "That's fucking awesome." Yeah. My favorite one is my train one. Yeah. That says, "There's always light at the end of the tunnel," but then at the bottom it says, "It's probably just a train." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. And yeah. then my other one is a, a picture of a tornado destroying a city and saying, "Lovely weather we're having." <laughs> <laughs> I got to oh. make some more of those. Yes. Um, anyway, um, now there is a uh, there's an election coming up next year. Really? Yeah. And uh, there is a a new politician. Okay. And he's running for Senate of uh, what appears to be Massachusetts. And his name is Gil Fulbright. Okay, and I'm going to play um, his ad for you. Crank that up. Yeah. Hi, I'm Gil Fulbright. The people who run my campaign, they've made this commercial. And I'm in it. (laughs) 
This campaign, it's not about me. It's about crafting a version of me that'll appeal to you. A version that visits random work sites with paid actors pointing at things. A version of me that doesn't find old people loathsome or pointless. Has a conventionally attractive yet curiously still family. <laughs> conventionally attractive. Listening to my constituents, legislating, these are things I don't do. What I do is spend about 70% of my time raising funds for re-election. I'd do anything to stay in office. My name's Gil Fulbright, but hell, I'll change my name to Phil Goldbright or Bill Fulbright or fill up my mouth with farts. <laughs> these are the things that are important to me. And these are the fine people that finance my campaign. Now, in order to do these things, I have to stay in office. And to stay in office, I have to keep these guys happy. <laughs> now, if any of these things make these guys unhappy, well, my hands are tied. Uh, I, I should point out here that the things that there are little icons that came up. Yeah. Uh, balanced budget, education reform, and health care reform. And but the people that he has to make happy? Yeah. So the, come November, the choice is clear. Uh, yeah, if Do you want those another spineless mouthpiece for special interest in lobbyists? Or a spineless mouthpiece for special interest in lobbyists? <laughs> I'm Philip mouth with Farts, and I approve <laughs> this message. Oh, man. Good stuff. Oh, man. He would probably win. Yeah. Oh, Fill for sure. Philip with Farts. Now, <laughs> now... It turns out, I, this is an old ad, and I didn't even know this, but uh, Phil Fulbright is running for president now. Gil Fulbright. You Gil mean. Fulbright. Fill up my mouth with farts. Fill up my mouth with farts. So let's hear. All right. Hi, I'm Gil Fulbright, and the people who bankroll my political career tell me I'm running for president. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> Real hardworking Americans are important to me. Is a tagline I will be using throughout this entire campaign. <laughs> I may not be qualified to be president, but a dramatic camera angle can make me look like a president. <laughs> a president with the conviction to nod, yeah. the courage to point, and the experience to cram buzzwords into everything I jobs. Ideas, <laughs> policies, jobs. morals. These are things I don't need. What I need is $2 billion. Here's the part where I gloss over important issues. Issues like education and making it uh, good. <laughs> the economy. And improving it by repeating the word jobs. <laughs> and blah, 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 something to get votes from women and minorities. I have a five-step plan for making America better. Appeal to special interest billionaires and lobbyists behind closed doors. Raise $2 billion. Promise you earnestly that it'll be different this time. Get elected break all my promises to you and work tirelessly for the big donors who bought my presidency. <laughs> Anytime I can pull a favor for special interest, it always gives me a huge donor. And at this point <laughs> in my political career, anytime I can get a donor last longer than four years, well. <laughs> Every four years, Americans are faced with a critical choice. Clinton or Bush or someone else. <laughs> well, I'm Gil Fulbright. With a big enough donor, I can be that someone else. <laughs> I'm Honest Gil Fulbright, and I approve of whatever my marketing team has put into this message. <laughs> oh, the Chesapeake Bay. Huh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a great landfill. Why, <laughs> oh, you're still here? <laughs> you must want a political favor. Well, no can do without a donation. <laughs> Click here to oh, cram buzzwords into every word I jobs. <laughs> 
my god, that was I didn't <laughs> every four years you vote for a Clinton or a Bush or someone else. <laughs> Gives me a huge donor. <laughs> oh man. That's rich. Yeah. Okay. I uh that was funny. Um, I love it. But you know, it's actually uh uh really one hundred percent true. Oh, it's All totally of it true. And it's uh it's from a website called uh, represent.us and uh I don't know I haven't done a lot of research on this website so I don't want to like direct anyone to it in case you know they get on there and it ends up being like a white supremacist right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't think it is but you know right. according to their their messages here but uh speaking of white supremacists <laughs> Stephen Miller the devil yeah yeah have you heard about his drama Leaked emails um, showing how no. racist we already knew he was. Oh. And people are calling for his, his resignation, and instead Trump well, tweets a what? picture of himself with his head superimposed on a buff body today. That's really, really happened. Oh. Really happened with no caption. Just- Wait, wait. Google it. Trump, what- He oh. tweeted a picture of himself- Of Trump. Yep. Donald Trump tweeted a picture of himself- just his head superimposed on a buff boxer body with no caption, no uh, sarcasm, no satire, nothing. Just, just here you go. With some, oh my gosh. Was someone having a, one of his, uh, his staff he, members? Uh, he thinks his, he thinks he's funny and it's, dude, you're the president of the United States, man. Like. <laughs> That's so weird. Just a weird thing to do. But anyway, Stephen Miller, Almost who looks like a painting. Yeah, every, everybody <laughs> who didn't know, raise your hand if you <laughs> if you didn't know Stephen Miller was a racist. All oh, and a now, lot of hands. So now we have leaked emails, triple confirming it for us because we didn't hear it in the words what, he said. What did he say? I I haven't heard about. This. I actually haven't read the emails because I said yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I heard it on the radio, I was like yeah. And what? this is like Vladimir Putin stuff right here. Yeah, riding his horse with oh his bare chested. Except, weirdo. except uh, Trump is not not healthy. Well, yeah, you get the impression that Vladimir Putin is menacing, but he's probably pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Trump's just kind of like Dude, Vlad KGB man. Yeah, like yeah. have you? Ever, we listened to Ashley and I listened to like a. A podcast. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like a two a two parter. Stop a, directing people to other podcasts. <laughs> a two parter <laughs> called the Yartake Podcast. No, it's like a two parter that that profiled the rise of Vladimir and how he did what he did. Uh huh. He came from nothing. Oh, and now he's like the richest man in the world in Russia. I mean, in Russia, that's... I don't think anyone anyone really knows his true probably wealth. Not. But oh. yeah, huh? Well, um... I have kind of a I have a sad story. Should we tell it after the break? No, go ahead. All right. <laughs> we'll just switch gears here, okay? Uh, this is out of France. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me about this, that you were going to do this? I would have had this. Well, I put France in the rundown. <laughs> so oh, Yeah, look at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, turn that down. <laughs> so an ex-cop in France uh, is struggling to find work. He was fired due to like budget cuts, okay? Um, and could not find work in France. He had a friend in Portugal. Okay. And if you think of the geography, you got France, then Spain, and Portugal on the coast, right? Mm-hmm. He lived near the border of uh, 
France and Spain. He so he had a buddy that lived in Portugal, had a construction company. It's like you can come work for me. He did construction through college before he was a cop. Mm -hmm. It's like cool, I'll do it. So he's driving with his family, his uh, like ten year old son and his wife, mm -hmm. and they get into Spain a bit as they're driving through. Longer drive, I don't know how long it would take to drive across Spain. I, I don't know. I don't know. It looks like it's the size of I don't know. <laughs> it looks like a <laughs> looks like the size of a normal country, <laughs> you know, <laughs> average country size. No, it's rather big. Uh, anyway, so they're driving through. Uh, car breaks down. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're just going to walk to a gas station. Um, a Spanish car, <clears throat> man. Yeah, Spanish. They wave down a car. Uh, men inside get out and rob them. Oh. And then rape his wife. Whoa. So these guys are on the side of the road. This just happened. Uh, the guys didn't take their cell phones. So... <laughs> 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 so they were able to um, call the police, and when the police got there, instead of helping them, they seized their cell phones and said, basically threatened them, like, "Don't you can't tell anyone this happened. Kind of mafia-esque weirdness, okay? Okay. Um, and so these dirty cops. Uh, but eventually they finally got to um, to be able to call his... He got to a gas station with a phone, called his friend in Portugal. Was like, I don't know what to do. Cars broke down. This just happened, right? Uh, so the friend in Portugal is like, I can, I can get you guys a train ticket to get to Portugal. So they're left France. They're in Spain, trying to get to Portugal so he can work. Gets a train ticket, goes to Portugal. Okay. okay. So he gets to Portugal, the family, and the Portuguese authorities, uh, he, he finds them there you know, near the border and tells them, or when he arrives at the train station, tells them what happened. And they bring him him in a room and put his wife in a different room and ask them to prove it. Like, prove prove what just happened to you in Spain. Okay. Well, there's no way to really prove that you were robbed. Like, my stuff's gone. I don't know what you want me to do. Right. You know? Um. And he obviously knew that if he tried to go back to Spain to gather evidence that he'd probably be killed by whoever this group is. Jeez. Right? Um, so he was telling the Portuguese authorities this and that he was afraid to go back to Spain. Um, and he really couldn't go back to France. There was nothing there for him, right? He mm -hmm. kind of packed up everything they had. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So he was telling them this, and they basically just interrogated him for like, a couple hours, it reads, uh, wife is a mess, son's a mess. Um, but apparently, in Portugal, super strict, like, work visa and immigration laws. So, because they didn't believe them and couldn't prove it, and they had no ID, no passport, nothing, um, they basically just escorted them back to the Spanish border mm. and said, sorry, don't believe you. Can't prove it. Can't come in here, though. So, uh, anyway, so they, they get back into Spain, and their buddy was able to buy him a train ticket again, but it didn't leave for a couple days. So they had to just kind of beg, and they had some cash from the friend, you know? Mm -hmm. Found some places to stay and uh, trying to figure out if they should go back to France, okay? <clears throat> this story did not happen. Oh. This is the story... Of what we're doing 
to South Americans who are coming up through Mexico. They're getting robbed, raped, beaten, stolen from by the police in Mexico and the cartels. They come to the United States and ask for asylum. And we ask them to prove it. Prove to me what happened to you in Mexico. Wow. You're from Honduras. I understand you're from Honduras. I understand that if you go back to Honduras, you'll die. And I understand that you, were, you say that you were robbed and raped and, and you saw people murdered in Mexico. But here you are in Texas, and you have to prove that to me before I'll let you in. Now, this is a new law Oh, under the Trump administration called Remain in Mexico. <laughs> Interestingly enough, stands for RIM. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the asylum laws, as they were written before an executive order that no one heard about, yeah, when did this happen? This summer. Oh. Before this, if you asked for asylum, you went before a, uh, an officer mm-hmm. and told them your case. Right. And that officer basically was just a human lie detector, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you went there and said, look, I was threatened by gangs or whatever, for the most part, they believed you. <clears throat> and they let you into the country and say you have a court date this date. The vast majority of asylum seekers show up to court, where then they argue their case to a judge. And hopefully in the meantime, they're able to collect some sort of evidence of what was happening in their home country. So if they left from Honduras, El Salvador, wherever, okay? But now, this Remain in Mexico executive order states that if you come from somewhere other than Mexico, in order to be granted asylum in the United States... You have to have two things. One, a credible threat in your home country. And two, you have had to have asked for asylum in a country you're passing through and been denied. Oh. So in a country like Mexico, where the cartels are decapitating people, kidnapping, raping women, you're supposed to ask for asylum from from who? Who do you go to? The cartels. Right? So what we have now on the opposite, just across the border from Brownsville, Texas, is a tent city that is not ran by any authority. The UN refuses to help because they don't want to establish a tent city there. Mm. So people are living there in donated tents from uh, kind Americans. And Americans go down there. This is a, it's very cartel ridden. People kidnapped every day. Normally, in a tent city, by the way, if UN set one up, they put fences around it. They keep track of who comes in and out. Right. No way to keep track of that. So people are being kidnapped, murdered, raped all the time. They can't keep track of who's cartel, who's not. The people there, the, the, the people trying to get away know who is cartel and who's not. Now, if you want to know where this story came from, this was on This American Life. Oh, okay. And I literally just made up that initial story about France to Portugal because for some reason white people appeal more (laughs) to the senses. But it's the exact same thing. People are leaving their home countries that are devastated by gangs or war, corruption. They have nothing. They travel through these countries to Mexico to get to the United States. They get to the border, and now the border agents say, First of all, prove to me your threat. Second of all, did you ask for asylum in any other country? No. All those countries are awful right now. 
right? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you ask in Mexico? Oh, I don't know. As I was walking up, I saw four people killed. That could be why, you know, they threatened my wife, they threatened my kid. And then if they, if you didn't ask for asylum in one of those countries and you can't prove that Mexico or your home country are a threat, you are literally escorted back through the fence. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't this just increase illegal crossings? You would think, wouldn't you? If you were there with your wife and daughter or son, yeah. And they said no, sorry, go back through the fence. You're like, okay, I'm going to walk a mile down that way and just and climb your new border climb, wall. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is immoral, and there have been asylum officers who have blown the whistle, who have written letters to higher ups in like San Francisco. Nothing's happened. This is against the law. These things they're doing are immoral, they're unconstitutional, and they are the complete antithesis to all of our asylum laws that were written for this purpose. They were written to protect people. We promised people, as the, the most powerful and most free country in the world, we promise, if you're having a problem, please come here. We'll let you win. We'll let you tell us what happened. If you lie... And we can figure it out. Well, yeah, we're going to send you back. But if you're here and you're with your family, yeah, come on in. Just show up to court when you're when you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. So that's what's happening on our southern border right now. I had no idea. I hope that my story helped illustrate the point. I, I think so, but not to worry about those cartels, because our fine senator <laughs> here in Utah. Which one? Michael Lee um, has called for the U.S. to sanction the cartels. (laughs) How do you sanction an illegal entity? We are no longer going to buy your cocaine. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And if someone else buys your cocaine, we're going to sanction them. Yeah. Utah's Michael Lee calls for sanctions against Mexican drug cartels. This isn't a made-up story. This is something he actually did last week. Why are we in Syria? Let me just ask you that. By the way, after Trump pulled all the troops out, no, we're back actively fighting right now. Just well, so you yeah, know. Yeah, obviously. But be- no, but no one knows. Yeah, because he's. Anyway, we sent big Bradley tanks over there, brand new. Ooh. Yeah, they're cool. <laughs> but we're, why are we in Syria? There's terrorists. Are the cartels not considered terrorists? <clears throat> that was actually that might. Mike Lee might have actually uh, – somebody somebody suggested that we, I think we should start go in branding them terrorists. Yeah, absolutely. But they, are, they are terrorizing innocent people. The problem is these innocent people don't have a voice. Right. They're sitting in a tent that was donated to them that is in tatters, right? Like there was a group on the story. There was a, a group of women from Indiana who raised $1,900 – to get a thousand meals, and they went down there and fed a thousand people one day. Oh, nice! Dangerous. It was dangerous, right? Just fed them like ham sandwiches and like mandarin oranges. You know, this is disgusting, and I don't know why this isn't. Yeah, why isn't this getting any? Coverage? Why isn't this the impeachable offense? Oh, well, there's so many, right? Like, you sign an executive order that was clearly immoral. It's clearly inhumane. Um, yeah, so look up uh, Senator Mike Lee, uh, asked the Secretaries of State and Treasury to pursue sanctions against the Mexican drug cartels. We will not 
by your cocaine and marijuana anymore. And for real, if you really want to do something besides donating money, if you can't or volunteering, just call, email, write your representative, your senator, the president, write them, call them, leave them voicemails. Sometimes they respond. Well, I mean, how can they possibly be dealing with this when we have the vaping crisis going right. on? Uh, you know, it, it's killed 42 people, uh, <laughs> which I think smoking has killed that probably this hour. But, you know, right. forget smoking. There's a tobacco lobby behind that. There's, the vaping lobby doesn't really have that much money. No, the tobacco <laughs> lobby is behind the vaping crisis. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh okay. I'm sorry. Let's take a break. Cynical. Let's take a break. When we come back, um, well, I have random headlines, and uh, I'm will, excited. For you those. will be pleased to know that they all revolve around one thing, and frankly, I think that you should be concerned. This might be <laughs> this might be bigger than any of our our terrorism situations. We may be in trouble here in the United States and possibly the world. Possibly. Yep. All right. We'll be back. Back. Anderson Cooper, and unlike Chris Cuomo, my daddy didn't get me this job. My mommy did. President Trump's attorney, Rudy Giuliani, who has somehow not been Me Too'd yet, has been appearing on cable news to defend the president against accusations of Russian collusion and, in the process, thrown up all over himself. Joining me now, a fish trying to swim on pavement. The president did not collude, and even if he did, it's not a crime. And even if it is a crime, some older kids made him do it. And the fish is already gasping for air on a sizzling sidewalk. Is he wolf in a federal code, there are only two crimes. is murder and speeding. What about robbery? Well, you're speeding away with someone's stuff. Makes no sense and I love it. The real crime was the hacking. It's another form of speeding. It's computer speeding. But Trump couldn't do that because he doesn't drive. He tries to move the pedals side to side like he's straightening a tie. He swears we're moving, but we're not moving. I'm now being told Rudy Giuliani would like to issue a correction. That's right. I stand by every word I said, just not in that order. It's America's mayor, folks. Now I'm going to start moving my mouth and we'll find out together what I'm going to say. Trump was not at the three planning meetings before the Trump Tower meeting. Oh, whoops. Wait, there it we is. only knew about one planning meeting. There were three? Let's compromise and say there were five. What's going on with your eyes? Uh, I, I can't blink them, but there's an app for that. <laughs> Another thing I will say, because I've already started and can't stop is Mueller has a conflict of interest because he worked with the FBI so he's biased against criminals. You're on fire tonight, Rudy. What's your secret? Or mood disorder? These arguments are like free jazz to me. I let the words take me where they want to go. Go and go and go and go. It didn't that do that though. Hillary colluded. Blanket pardon. Deep state boogie. didn't didn't do That's not a crime. This is the Outtake Podcast. We interrupt your regularly scheduled program to bring you these random headlines. Welcome back, everybody. Turn it over to Spencer. Give us some wider <laughs> stuff. Um, as we went to break, we we found out that four hours ago, literally, the great leader declared um, that he's going to <laughs> declare. <laughs> That he's, which means that he won't probably, just like his taxes. But uh, according, according to Vox, he's going to designate the cartels as terrorists. No. Oh wait, wait! According to Vox, 
Trump's plan to label Mexican drug cartels terrorists a terrible idea. So Vox is saying it's a terrible idea. Oh. Uh, will it, like, embolden them, he thinks? They think? Whoever wrote that article? Maybe. But isn't... Just to get off random headline topic sure. here. But long term, wouldn't making Mexico a more stable place to live stop... Yes, this illegal immigration. If it's it's the same, it's the same as uh, Can, it would be Canada. Well, yeah, it's the same as companies who who don't look at the long term. They're like, we don't want to pay you more. We'll just fire you and hire somebody else. But really, that ends up costing more because it costs more to hire people. It's the same with Mexico. We're building this wall as some sort of a short term sort of solution, but in reality, if we get and help them get rid of the cartels, wouldn't in the long run that stop yes illegal okay. immigration during the break I, I was pretty heated during that story and during the break i was telling you that that i would be fine if we called the mexican president they're already getting help from the fbi about right. these nine people who were murdered that if we told the mexican president and government we're coming in to help you figure this out uh-huh. the same way we've done in iraq afghanistan pakistan syria turkey everywhere vietnam well, <laughs> Korea. <laughs> well, we didn't. They they were in a legit like civil war with two elected officials. You know what I mean? Anyway, anyway, I think we, I enough already is basically my point. People are dying. It's drugs. So here is the counter argument to declaring them a terrorist organization. One problem is that U.S. drug dealers could then be labeled and treated as terrorist supporters. Now, however you feel about drug dealers, there is the chance that they could be designated enemy combatants and just taken to a black site rather than actually get their due process. That, now, that's, now that's, that's not Vox's number one concern, though. Vox's number one concern is that the designation opens up the possibility that Trump could authorize U.S. military force against the cartels without Mexico's permission, which is exactly what I was calling for. Well, Trump and I are in agreement about something. Wow. Oh, that's crazy. I don't know. I've had enough. All I've, right. I've had enough of it. I've had enough of people dying at the border who were just trying to find something better. Okay, well, I have a solution uh, brought to you by Random Headlines. And you know what? Actually, um, let's go ahead and uh, bring it back. Yeah, let's bring, bring it, it back. back. Let's bring it back. <laughs> um, all right. I have a solution to the drug problem here. But honestly... Based on all my other uh, random headlines, it may be a bigger problem than a solution. Uh, wild boar discover and snort 17,000 pounds of cocaine <laughs> in Tuscan forest. Wait, wait. <laughs> in Italy? That's what it says. 17,000 pounds of cocaine? Wild boar in Tuscany have sniffed out and destroyed a stash of cocaine in a forest, leaving drug dealers... Uh, 17,000 pounds out of pocket. Dude, how much is 17,000 pounds? Uh, it's around $15,000. No. 17,000 pounds is only worth $15,000? more? It might be 20. I don't know. Look it up. Okay. Anyway, uh, the hidden hall of white powder was strewn across uh, the valley after being dug up and partly devoured by the feral hogs. Uh, the drug dealers were heard complaining about their discovery by, by police who were listening in on, on a telephone conversation. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, the boars, man. So all we need to do. I didn't know that cocaine was that big in uh, Tuscany. 
Uh, cocaine's everywhere. But I mean, it, it's mostly like in uh, it's it's grown in like Colombia in the jungle in Colombia. Well, is it not in? I mean, I suppose they have lush jungle areas. My understanding is, uh, cocaine is from Colombia, marijuana is from either domestic or, or Mexico. Anywhere. Heroin is from Afghanistan. Uh, fentanyl's from China. What other drugs are there? Meth is homegrown or Mexico. <laughs> uh, homegrown, home cooked. That's uh, my my new my new commercial. Come on down and get some homegrown meth. I guess uh, cocaine is transported in seventeen thousand pound increments because the Coast Guard captured seventeen thousand pounds in a submarine. Yeah, that was actually another story that I passed on. Street <laughs> value two hundred thirty two million. Woo! Wow, really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Wow. Well, good job, pigs. Uh, I would imagine that those pigs went on a rampage after and uh, were pretty messed up. <laughs> Wait a second. This freaking article. Sorry. In one paragraph, it says 232. Then literally two paragraphs down, it says it's worth $569 million. <laughs> Who knows? I, I do know that drugs double in value every level you go up to the street. Oh, that makes sense. Um. Okay. So now you thought uh, that was bad. Now... I have what? another pig story. What happened to the boar, though? It doesn't say. Huh. It, it wasn't a boar. It was a a horde. A uh, a horde. What is a group of boar called? Like a murder of crows. Um, a group of boar is called a uh, sounder. How about that? A group of wild boars called a sounder. Oh. So a sounder snorted. 17,000 pounds. Sorry, I'm trying to see if it does say anything about I can't. I don't see anywhere Dude. where it actually says what happened. I mean, boars are already scary. Okay, well, hold on. Shit. All right, hold on. All right. Because what a pickle. Pig causes chaos for commuters in southwest London. So a pig has been blamed for bringing some of London's busiest rail lines to a halt on Wednesday. The rail or the tube? Uh, I, I don't. It doesn't. It's okay. the same. It's the, yeah. Uh, it all started when a water pipe burst in a suburban southwest London. When engineers from freaking London towns Thames Water <laughs> arrived to fix uh, fix it, they were greeted by a large pig to believe uh, believed to be a pet named Pickle. According <laughs> to the he, Independent, did he have a collar? <laughs> I guess. According to the Independent, the animal was standing guard by the damaged valve. Meanwhile, water from the burst pipe. So this pipe burst, and then for some reason, this pig is like, "No, no, 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 no! You can't fix this. This is my water pipe. You. It's the Thames, man. Yeah, the Thames is the giant ass river that runs through London. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, so pigs are snorting our cocaine. Yep, they're stealing our drugs. They're clogging our 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 transport. A boar is a different race. I pig. I know. So they're, they're all together. But hold on. Which one's more intelligent, though? Is what I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> hold on to yourself here, because Kay. we aren't done. All S- right. Sounder. Um, because now this is this was actually this this story made national news, so it's not so random. But feral hogs in Texas attacked and killed a woman outside a home. Holy shit! Yeah. A Texas woman was found dead after pre-dawn attacked by a group of feral hogs outside a home, uh, the, the sheriff said. Christine Rollins, a 59-year-old caregiver to an elderly couple, failed to show up at her normal time on Sunday. Uh, the 84-year-old phone o- o- 
homeowner found her lying in the front yard between her car and the house. Uh, so they didn't like eat her. They just they just killed her. Yeah. Wow. So uh, oh, well, she had bites all over her, I guess. Uh, she says she was attacked by different hogs. So mature feral hogs can weigh between 100 and 400 pounds, Jeez. according to Texas Park. Uh, the sheriff said that hogs are a problem across Texas, but attacks are rare. So <laughs> how many feral? There are 1.5. Okay. Yeah. So listen, Holy this is what I'm saying here. Balls. Okay. So the, 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 the boars are stealing our cocaine. They're ruining our economies. <laughs> okay. How are you supposed to sanction the cartel if the boars are already <laughs> snorting all of it? Not only that, but they're stopping our commerce, our trains, and they're killing people. Okay? And then and then I Googled wild pig. Yeah. And clicked on the news articles. Okay? And there's can, a lot. Can I tell you, I typed in how many feral, uh-huh. and it auto-completed hogs in Texas. Well, that's because- It's a hot okay. story. So, hot lead. The first, of course, is the feral pigs in Texas, but then it says Wisconsin DNR asks hunters to shoot wild pigs because they are attacking. Like an invasive species. Montana officials brace for invasion of feral pigs. Maine Police Department urges people to report escaped pigs or feral swine. DNR and hunters look out for feral pigs. Every report of feral, feral pigs is in the interest. DNR wants hunters to look out for invasive species. Poland. Infected wild boar numbers in Lubsubza rises to 20. Berkson police asked public to report any sightings of feral pigs. So, according to Wikipedia, there are 2.6 million feral pigs in Texas. Wow. And I'd also like to point out, in the midst of all these stories, you've used the word boar, pig, hog, and swine. It's true. Four. It's true. And we now know that a group of boar, anyway, is a sounder. Yeah. Um, Ferris, uh, no, no, no. The Beagle Brigade in the Last Line Defense Against oh, Swine Flu. China's Pig Crisis. Government preparing to shoot feral hogs from helicopters in Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, here's another. 22, yeah, 20, uh, it was 22,000. Dollars. Here's another story about the feral pigs and this is crazy. Uh, who, who knew? Startling statistics. Everyone needs to know about wild pigs. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. What other feral animals are a problem? <laughs> <laughs> just the cats. I that mean, run I know there's the like football field. we got wild horses. I know that, but they just do their own thing, right? Whether you refer to them as feral hogs or wild pigs, sus. Scrofa is a species that negatively is impacting nearly every part of Texas. Not only do the pigs wreak havoc on pastures, fields, and golf courses, they contaminate our water sources (laughs) and destroy our native species. Okay. Texas has an estimated 3 million wild pigs. This all came down to two farmers, ranchers, one (laughs) one let out a male, one let out a female. Now we got 2.6 mil. It says that they would need to eliminate 66% of the problem each year just to break even. <laughs> Holy shit. 66% a year? Yeah. That's worse than climate change. Wild hogs spread <laughs> E. coli. They learn to avoid traps quickly. So basically... They're velociraptors. Basically... They can open doors? These, these creatures that we had not really 
considered to be, you know, a problem. And pigs are pretty intelligent. They're smart. Yeah. And they're, they're gonna, fast. They're, no one's thinking about this. They're all worried about climate change and uh, hurricane. But yeah. we need to be focused. Here at the Art Take Podcast, we're here to... I'm going to get a sounder for... Yep. Uh, a sounder? Yeah. For, no. <laughs> hey. I'm going to get something similar to this, but it's going to say, this these pigs will, will kill you. Kill you. <laughs> children, you know, Shep is out of work. Yeah. Maybe we could email him. And get him to come to... Have the, him record that oh, for us. That would be amazing. Right? I, I, th- you, I posit that there is a direct correlation between feral hogs and the temperature of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> you fix one, you fix the other. I'm just saying. Doesn't uh, matter which one you try. Oh, that's funny. Uh, speaking of Texas, well, real quick. Yeah. Uh, let me. I might have to edit down because I, I don't have this pulled up. But oh wow, there's thunderstorms in Dallas. Um, the, one of the local news stations there in Dallas is doing a, um, a continuing series about climate change, non-believers. Hmm. Um, I've read an article today in the Deseret News about a guy who converted from a denier to a believer. Well, yeah. So that's what this is about. So oh, okay. basically, um, it's called show me and it's, uh, uh, it takes a, a skeptic, and he he takes the skeptic to all these um, institutions and places, and has the people impacted by it or the experts on it talk to them and explain to them uh, the realities of it, and then they're just like, "Well, shit," <laughs> <laughs> you know. Their yeah. their reactions are like, "I, you know, you got I, 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 okay." Right. Um, I, like, look, man. I I understand if you don't like the alarmist attitude, right? And that's right. A, that's definitely a buzzword. That people that uh, deniers like to use is you're an alarmist. Uh huh. But I mean, just because something's alarming doesn't mean you shouldn't worry about it or that it's fake. You know, right, I, I don't. Right. How else are we supposed to tell you? Hey, guys. I, gra- I gathered you all here today just to let you know we have a slight problem. <laughs> Climate is warming. I have an idea. This is what we're going to do. Is that, Are you saying that you would agree with their position and, and maybe would do something if we approached it that way instead of telling you the truth? Right. One of the places they took him um, was to some caves. Oh, I just lost it. Um, in Texas, they went spelunking. And they went deep inside a cave, and uh, they looked at uh, some of the formations down there and explained uh, that they can see the effects of carbon um, by looking at the stalactites and mites in there. And by cutting them open and stuff, they can see how much the uh, carbon has risen uh, in in time, essentially. So that was another thing where he was like, Oh, oh there, is, <laughs> there is actual evidence. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Anyway, uh, just uh, if you want to look at it, it's uh, WFAA, and it's called Prove It, and uh, maybe just type in climate change, and it's a whole big article and a couple videos on this guy. And You know, I know we've said this a lot. It, the Whether or not you believe in climate change is irrelevant at this point. Aren't you pro a cleaner planet? You know, like, well, why are we giving subsidies you know, to oil and not to hydro or nuclear or wind? 
I don't understand. Okay. Utah just did you hear about this in Central Utah? They're pro- in Roosevelt. They're proposing a giant tax break to a, a fracking company. Why, really? Yeah, go because it'll bring in jobs. Like what? Seven, eight. Guy, guy that turns on the water. <laughs> How many jobs are you talking about? You know, to make this worth it. It doesn't. Uh, well, so I can tell you where they're coming from. Uh, wh- why why they don't see it? Um, let's just I... get let's just take this down to a micro level. Uh-huh. I'll use myself as an example. Okay, my house is on the grid. I drive a gas vehicle. Mm-hmm. My furnace is gas. My dryer is even gas. Okay, so I am a contributor. I have a carbon footprint. Just today, though, I had a gentleman in my house talking to me about putting solar on my roof. All right. My average bill for electricity is actually really cheap. I, I pay an average like $59 a month. It's very, very cheap. Really? Even with all our equipment in yes, here? It's that, about to go up. My house is <laughs> it's super efficient. And, and he knew that. But even if I didn't take the tax breaks, right? Uh-huh. If I just financed the project just flat and didn't worry about any of the tax breaks, it would cost me $81 a month. Wow. To have solar. Nice. That's pretty reasonable. Right? Yeah. 81 bucks, And I have solar. And then if I bought a Tesla, I have free transportation. Wow. Like com- there's zero carbon footprint. Because that is part of the argument of not having an electric car is that you're still right. contributing because of well, where you're getting the electricity we talked from. about. Did we talk about this with the diesel generators? Uh, I don't know. Two things. I hear that argument a lot that even to power an electric car, you still have to burn fossil fuels. Right. Okay. <laughs> The burning of fossil fuels to make electricity is way more fucking efficient than an internal combustion engine. And That's the true. proof is that you can take a 10 or 5-gallon diesel generator and charge a car that can go further than 10 gallons of diesel. Oh. Okay? It's very, very simple and straightforward. Be that as it may, you don't even need to do that. You can get solar on your roof. You can get wind on your roof. You can get fucking water on your roof. I don't, there's a lot of different ways you can do this, <laughs> right? Okay, so uh, when I was sitting, <laughs> I was sitting in the Cedar City Airport waiting to come back uh, on the, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, how I went to Cedar. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, Fox News was on in the, the <laughs> it's not really a terminal, it's a room. The, the hall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Huckabee comes on. Mike? Yeah, yeah. Michael, yeah. I hate Mike Huckabee. And you'll, you'll see why after this. Is he still relevant? No. But so he's trying to be. Yeah. Okay. So this is Huckabee on choosing not to have kids because of climate change. And it's about four minutes, and if I need to, I'll edit it out. But we can listen to it. It'll probably enrage you a little. All right. Here now is Mike Huckabee, former Arkansas governor and Fox News contributor. You know, Governor, uh, the article about this points out that obviously during World War II or during the Great Depression or even more recent crises like the AIDS epidemic, you didn't hear this discussion of people saying, well, maybe the best thing to do would be just to stop having children so they won't have to deal with any kind of of adversity. It's such an absurdity. Uh, It's one thing for AOC to be pessimistic. She clearly is about the world Mm. and the people in it. I'm not. I'm very optimistic. I think some of these children who are going to be born may be the ones that discover the cure to cancer or Alzheimer's. Because Lord knows we're not Uh, doing it. We need them. (laughs) But the basic purpose of all of us on this planet is not only to create the next generation, but it's to train our replacements. So if we've decided to give up, 
that there's nothing to live for. That's not pessimism. That's nihilism. And goodness, I think my faith would prevent me Hang from on. having that. Pause this. I don't think this is going to be over till mm. God says it's going yeah. to be over. Yeah, she point. apparently is. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I, I believe in God, but okay. That's so interesting. That's, that's his. Wait, we'll play the rest of that, but I just want to train your replacement. Are, ki- are, are people a commodity? That's Republicans. They are. like. That's like I need to back up my MacBook so when I get my new one, I can train it. I I think that uh, coming from the Republican Party, the, the Huckabee's Republican Party, that that is the reality. They want they want to continue. They're we've talked about this before. Conserving your way of life, the conservatives, sure, and how oftentimes they end up on the wrong side of history. Right. So if you are uh, a God fearing right-wing conservative that i don't know that loves guns and you, uh, and and thinks that that we should ban skateboards because <laughs> i mean look i i have a child right yeah I, I love having a child i i don't regret it <laughs> you know what i mean i i, I don't i don't understand why you can't why is it always a dichotomy here you know what i mean and uh, why are we always once again we are leaving things to the next generation? They'll figure it out. They'll fix the problem we created. We're not smart enough to do it. They'll cure cancer. They'll fix the climate. They'll build dikes around Miami. Like wh- why? It's because okay. I think it's because when you come from this uh, strong religious background, you don't consider the fact or the possibility that this is just it. Their their thinking is well. We're going to die and, and go to eternity and, and, and heaven and everything. And uh, that may not be the case. It may just be that we just die and right. that's it. But and, even, so, and so it's not that big of a concern to them because even if the world does explode and we all die, it doesn't really matter to them. Right. We, I, I see you your know, point. Do you see what I'm saying? But. To, to tie this all together with climate change and everything, like, I, I'm a God-fearing American. I believe in God. Uh-huh. But I do also think that God cares about what we do down here and the things we do have consequences. Well, like, if 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 nothing matters and God's going to take care of it all anyway, then why, why do we have any fucking laws? Right. Like, why so, don't we just... Uh, that's That would be my argument to Huckabee's, uh, I think that world is going to end when, when God decides, is if if Mike Huckabee... Uh, built a house. If he went and he built a really nice house by hand, you know, he he hammered in every nail and uh, he made it real nice and uh, s- told his kids, hey, why don't you come live here? And they went and took a huge dump <laughs> <laughs> right. right on the carpet. Right. That he would just be like, well, you're going to destroy it when uh, you choose anyway, right, Dad? Yeah. So, I mean, what do you care what we do here? Yeah. Right. That's a great story, dude. So yeah, what, what do you care what we do here? You're going to destroy it on your own time anyway. Yeah. Do let me ask you something. Yeah. Do. Do you think most of the uh, of most Christians, maybe not even Christians, people who believe in something, uh, a God that created us, that uh-huh. believe in a creator. Do do most of them believe that there's a finite amount of people that will be that will be here that will come here you know i don't know i know that's uh an lds thing for like sure once the last but i don't of god's uh, children comes here then that's it then he'll destroy the earth <laughs> just one day it's like uh i th- is anyone pregnant <laughs> no 
uh, weird. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I did read an article earlier that not only has the birth rate dropped, but it, the fertility rate has also dropped. It's very uh, um, Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> like fertility's dropping. But there's a lot of people here, man. Like the art, the population in the United States uh, no, has, uh, has gone from 200 million to 300 million in 20 years. It, in order to to continue to thrive the planet we we need to s- slow down honestly i know that's right. no it's absolutely uh, true i know that that's a lot of things people don't want to hear because well, you know people, religious people are multiply and replenish but we've replenished it's replenished <laughs> right yeah like it, the sink is full yeah and yeah. like uh, we're, we're filling up the sink faster than it can drain especially when we continue to not embrace renewable things Right, um, and eat as much meat uh, right. as we do. So we're bringing in more and more people. Um, the birth rate in the U.S. has dropped, but that is not necessarily the case in especially third world countries. No, 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 no. yeah. Um, which For, yeah, so that starts to really get problematic. Not, I'm pretty sure we're still on the positive end of things. Aren't we still adding more than we're losing? Yeah, yeah, because I pulled uh, up yeah, that popular... Remember that, that world clock that shows, like, everything? Yeah. Yeah, we're... The world as a whole is adding more people than are dying. For one thing, we're all living longer. So, and that's another thing you have to consider is that we're not our 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 death rate isn't going to go backwards. We're unless there's a plague or something. We're going to continue. We're going to continue to live longer and right. longer. And you know, you think about people who are trying to make it where we live forever. You know, right. through artificial like, like or whatever it may be. <laughs> um, we can't we we can't continue if we if we do end up living forever we can't continue to, right. to we'll run out of planet just think of what happened when in in 1997 when you were playing simtown <laughs> and you had too many people things died I, uh, the may, uh, they're always boycotting things started on me. fire the, yep. the aliens came it, it it always happens and you find the cheat codes and you're like okay i'm telling you right now we live in a simulation, and that Stop is it. what's happening. That's Stop what's it. happening. Uh, I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight now. <laughs> anyway, back. I, I don't know where how we got off, but I was I was talking about if I buy a Tesla or any electric vehicle, and I have solar, then my transportation carbon footprint is gone. I could even then convert my house to a, an electric dryer rather than gas, an electric heating system rather than gas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I could go completely zero. Right. You know, I get electric lawnmower. Speaking of which, lawnmowers, holy shit, do they put out a lot of, <laughs> dude, they're bad. It's the electric like, ones? Oh, 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 uh, yeah. No, they're, like a, a they're gas, one of the worst, actually. Ashley looked it up the other day. It was like a gas lawnmower that runs for an hour is the same as like 11 cars. Yeah, it's because they don't have any, there's no uh, yeah. There's no filtering or anything there's like no there. there's no catalytic converter to, to do anything. There's it's incredibly inefficient. Straight pollution. Yeah. Do you want to listen to the rest of this Huckabee Yeah, 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 thing? go Huckabee. Decided this is over. This is just, uh, you know, we're just sliding down here to the bottom of the hill, and it's it's done. You know, it, what a sad way to live life. First of all, I don't think that's not what what AOC no one's is proposing. That. No one is saying they're saying, hey, let's make things better. Not and maybe by not having kids, we can, can work on making things better now instead of you know the next generation. Anyway, and you, you 
touch on something that I think is so important, and it's just the optimism of, of generations, right, and of believing yeah. in the future and of believing that the people who come after you will perhaps be the ones, if you, you know, you should try to begin to solve the problems, but that they might be able to, to finish solving that problem. And that is not, you know, what we're hearing in a lot of this. This is a young woman in a special, uh, her name is Anna. This is a BBC special. Watch this. I don't think it's selfish to not have children. Why would that be selfish? I became aware that actually the best thing I can do for the environment is not to have any children. But now I would call myself an environmentalist and I try and live in a way that is as sustainable as possible. So that's things like cycling everywhere and I am a vegan. What do you think? Well, the tragedy here is that you have people who say they're environmentalists, but really what they're doing, they're worshiping the creation rather than the creator. And if they get that in the right order, I think their lives would be far more fulfilling. And to be able to hold a baby, there's been nothing in the world that's more wonderful than to hold a baby that is part of your flesh and blood. For a husband and wife to be able to share that is extraordinary. It even gets better with grandchildren, as I can attest. <laughs> but the fact is... Well, there's so many people who, through the generations of hardship, whether it's the Holocaust or whether it's the bubonic plague, they've continued to have children, not because they wanted to see their children suffer, but because they, they thought that was the greatest way to express. Right. It's because they wanted to have sex and there wasn't any protection. <laughs> and, and it was outlawed by the church. <laughs> you know, I just find it hard to take advice from a guy who has a book called God, guns, grits, and gravy. Yeah. Uh, basically, that's uh, he just. It all comes back to I. I, the, I have a real problem with people who base policies on religion because everyone's religion is is different. Right. There's differing opinions. There's different thoughts, and that everyone is religious. And that's that's Mike Huckabee's opinion. And then this is coming off as news. And it, right. it, it, it's not right because my grandma will watch this and she'll be like, you're right, Mike Huckabee. But she doesn't look at the reality of right. the situation. Not only that, I have a I I always have a problem with turning things into immediate juxtapositions. Right. Like everything is a dichotomy. Nothing's a continuum. Mm -hmm. Right. AOC. Why? Why is there? I love how AOC is a buzzword. I right, know, she's right. a representative from New York, right? right? Give her as much credit as she deserves, which is about as much as Rob Bishop. He does the same shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> I so okay, fine. It's one representative, and she talked about it one time. She is fairly radical, but I don't understand why when someone says one thing, you have to take the completely opposite position. That's not compromise. Well, that's, that's not anything. That is our political world now, and I. That is that is the problem with the right and left and the two parties is that no one's looking for middle ground. And uh, because you're associated with that party, you get grouped in with everyone. So, you know, my grandma would never vote for uh, a moderate Democrat right. because for some reason Democrats are evil, according to her. Right. Why? I No one really knows what makes a Democrat evil. I c can't you figure know, it out. So... Uh, you know, it, it, uh, the two-party system is stupid. Yeah, uh, there's, you know, George Washington didn't even want parties. No, he didn't. They were forced on. Well, actually, he was the only independent president we've ever had. <laughs> right. He didn't participate in the party system. You know, it yeah. wasn't till Adams. But I, man, I was that you bring up an interesting point. That article I read about the guy who converted from a denier to a believer. Uh huh. Um, he said he mentioned that he's like the problem is that. 
when you're a denier and you start to question that not, it's embarrassing for one thing, right? right? It's hard to kind of suck up your pride and admit that maybe you were wrong, but then you're immediately branded as a Democrat. Right. You know? You're a liberal. Right. Like Instead of just saying, no, 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 I still believe in conservative yeah. uh, policies and values, but I acknowledge the fact that there's something going on with the climate. That is really hard for people to, to wrap their brains around right. is that it's either red or blue. Right. Like, well, if you believe this, then yeah. or, you know, and, and it's just, a, well, I don't know. Is it just as bad with the, bad with the Democrats? Absolutely. I think that, it's, that in, at least in the news. Yeah. And when these when particular contributors go on the news. Uh-huh. Absolutely. That's their job. Their job is to be shock value. Come on. Tell us how wrong the other person is and that you'll never compromise. Right. Where the essence of a two party system is compromise right like that's i'm really i'm over uh news channels i'm i'm over it i'm over uh contributors i'm over just just instead of (laughs) instead of bringing on mike huckabee or uh, you know cnn just just the same it it really is if you watch any of their it's it's not quite as slight slighted and and sarcastic right. well i don't know it kind of is depends on who's on but it, it depends on the it, it definitely depends on the program yeah. yeah um i'm over it yeah can we can we just get a news station can ap just start a news and just have someone that's, that's just like this is what happened today everybody this is what happened if, this is what happened if you want the the best thing everyone can do i've said it before is delete all news except for the associated press and listen to npr or your and, local public uh, radio station npr does lean left even according to our our graph, they, they lean left only because the right has gone so far. Well, they've always kind of leaned left, and <sighs> they do have contribute. They have. There you're, are you're there right. Are, there are new, no opinion shows on NPR. There, none of their shows are opinion shows. All right, they're all I can't news shows. What I was to the other day. They're all stories, right? You know, I just uh, I just wish that people wouldn't take this. Fox News is the worst of this, I think. They take this as news. This right. is Mike Huckabee's opinion. Right. He is a Baptist preacher turned governor. Right. Right? Great. I I applaud you being a pastor. That's that's great. You know, that I think you have a genuine love for people. Uh, he's also a total asshole. <laughs> um <laughs> I, yeah, I man, it's tough. So, hold on. Let me pull up this uh tweet from him. I mean, he, uh, Sarah is his daughter. I mean, she's ugly. <laughs> I'm sorry, she is ugly. You know how sometimes think, you see. I think th- she's an ugly person. Oh yeah, for sure. Not a, but you know, whatever, you know whatever physically. You see like a really attractive man or girl, and then you see their parents, and you're like, whoa, yeah. How did that happen? Get a huge you know? donor. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> But with Mike Huckabee, you're like, oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. about right. Yeah, maybe a so in, inbred. That's uh, Mike Huckabee had the – I can't imagine what this was like for him. He had to ride on a Delta CRJ200. Oh, no. Yeah. And this is his post about it. So-called, quote-unquote, comfort seat on Delta CRJ200, so uncomfortable they made me – they should pay me extra to sit in it. Good thing we're packed so tight in this sadistic sardine can that we can't get sucked out of the plane. We never get pride out of these seats. Know a good chiropractor? 
Dude, what, like, is, what is with the preachers in the planes? Remember that other preacher oh, who said yeah. that he didn't want to fly because yeah. and that's why he bought <laughs> a jet? Like, Basically what he's dude, saying is... Cry, cry, cry me a freaking river. You're flying through the air. Yeah, like, okay. That's unbelievable. Poor baby. You probably yeah. didn't even pay for your seat, you whiny bitch. Oh, I really hate Mike Huckabee. Yeah. I really, really hate him a lot. Yeah. A lot, yeah, a lot, a lot. I think he's a good person. Yeah. yeah. I, it, well, and people... <laughs> I mean, just generally speaking, I kind of have a uh, a general problem with people who get rich on religion. Yeah, that is. I think it, like Joel Osteen. Oh, yeah. It's just a problem to me. That is a problem. You know, and it, speak, it, it speaks volumes when Hurricane, uh, what hurricane was it in Houston? Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. When he uh, wouldn't open his church uh, uh, until he got bad press. What was the name of the hurricane? Yeah, but yeah. I, I remember that situation. Yeah, uh, I'm just yeah ridiculous. getting rich on religion is just a little bit, you know, because the very religious tend to be well a little lower. That's one of the best says. ways to get rich, and it's tax free. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me send that donation basket around Talk so I can talk to some of the brethren in Salt Lake City about that. Yeah. Oh, stipend. that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, All right. I guess we've been on for like five hours now, yeah. so we should probably go. Well, this is the R Take Podcast. You can find us at the R Take Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Theartakepodcast uh, dot com to stream every episode for episode seventy three. We have a band. Oh, by the way, we have a band. Rejected takeoff. Rejected we takeoff. We practiced yesterday and was good. Yep, we will be. I mean, I don't want to make any promises here, but I think we'll be playing shows. Yeah, we're going to be touring Boise. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, anyway, for the Art Take Podcast, I'm fill up my mouth with farts. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>